Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is a special edition of the CNN political briefing. Today is a little less than a month to go until the inauguration of the 46th president of the United States. So we're going to take a break from the tumultuous transition and step back to look at some of the key parts of the president-elect's policy proposals, what he wants to do for the country, and how feasible those plans are. There's been a lot of focus on his policies regarding the coronavirus pandemic and the economy. So we're going to look at three other areas of focus, climate, foreign policy, and healthcare. Let's start with President-elect Biden's climate policy. His climate plan has been described as the most ambitious of any mainstream U.S. presidential nominee ever. I don't for a minute underestimate the difficulties of meeting my bold commitments to fighting climate change. But at the same time, no one should underestimate for a minute my determination to do just that. So what's in his plan? He wants to roll back Trump's environmental deregulation through executive orders. He's proposing to have the country achieve net zero emissions by 2050. And a big part of his plan is rejoining the Paris Climate Accord, which President Trump withdrew from in 2017. In fact, Biden has said he'll do so on day one of his presidency. He's going to put all the regulations back on. I'm sure he'll join the wonderful Paris Accord. How's it working out for France? I don't think so, right? He's also proposing stopping the leasing of any new oil and gas rights on federal land and water. Biden has also named John Kerry as special presidential envoy for climate. It's a new cabinet-level position and the first time that the National Security Council will have an official dedicated to climate change. The world would know that with one of my closest friends, John Kerry, he's speaking for America on one of the most pressing threats of our time. No one I trust more. This is a former presidential nominee, his longtime colleague in the United States Senate. This is a former secretary of state from the Obama years, a very high profile pick demonstrating Biden's commitment to this issue. Biden has also chosen former head of the EPA, Gina McCarthy, as his domestic climate policies are sort of the domestic side of what Kerry is going to be doing internationally on the global stage. This is what Gina McCarthy is going to do with every single piece of domestic policy coordination, making sure that combating climate change is involved in it. And Jennifer Granholm, the former governor from Michigan, our former colleague here at CNN, is going to be tapped as Biden's energy secretary. Climate is going to be front and center in this administration. Whatever domestic and foreign policy pieces are announced, there's always going to be a climate piece as part of it. We've never seen this kind of prioritization for this issue in the way Biden has promised it will be. Now he's got to deliver. Next, let's look at Biden's plans to undo President Trump's America first foreign policy and restore the U.S. image around the world. President Trump has made a series of foreign policy moves in his final weeks in office that are meant to limit President-elect Biden's options even before he takes office next month. The White House installed Acting Defense Secretary Christopher Miller and began adding loyalists to the Pentagon, ordered troop withdrawals from Afghanistan and Iraq, and has rushed through authorization of a massive arms sale that could alter the balance of power in the Middle East. Those are just a handful of the challenges Biden's foreign policy will face as he tries to return to the table with U.S. allies, re-engage in agreements like the Iran deal, and return to a similar diplomacy as was on display in the Obama years. 
President Trump has changed the landscape. It's become uh, America first, which meant America alone. We find ourselves in a position where our alliances are being frayed. Biden's national security and foreign policy team is filled with experienced hands and former Obama officials who have done these kinds of jobs before, led by Secretary of State nominee Tony Blinken and National Security Advisor designee Jake Sullivan. In fact, both of those men are longtime Biden advisors. This is his inner circle that he's elevating to these incredibly important foreign policy posts. It's a team that will keep our country and our people safe and secure. It's a team that reflects the fact that America is back, ready to lead the world, not retreat from it. Once again, sit at the head of the table, ready to confront our adversaries and not reject our allies. President-elect Biden will face many of the same foreign policy challenges we've seen over the past few years, from a more powerful China to a Russia that just seemingly pulled off a brazen hack of the U.S. government to a nuclear-armed Kim Jong-un. But he'll also have to convince America's allies that the U.S. is ready to re-engage and can be trusted again. Finally, let's look at President-elect Biden's health care plan. It's clear that number one on Biden's health care agenda is distributing the vaccine and implementing a pandemic response plan that can beat back this virus. This team, this team will help get at the latest at least 100 million COVID vaccine shots into the arms of the American people in the first 100 days. But President Trump's four years as president were marked by repeated attempts to undermine the Affordable Care Act, including the successful repeal of the individual mandate. I terminated the individual mandate. That is the worst part of Obamacare, as we call it. So what's Biden's plan? The Biden administration is expected to reverse the many measures the Trump administration took to curtail and gut funding for Obamacare. But Biden will build on the ACA. In July of 2019, as a part of his campaign, he unveiled a health care plan that would greatly expand Obamacare's subsidies to make the private insurance policies available on the exchanges more affordable. The plan would also create a new public option similar to Medicare that people could buy into. But on all of this, Joe Biden is going to have to deal with Republicans in Congress, as well as a Democratic Party with many members clamoring for a Medicare for All style system instead of the ACA. So for many Democrats, his plan actually doesn't go far enough. So the big question is how Joe Biden is going to cobble together the coalition in Congress he needs to enact his health care plans. To some degree, Biden could do a whole bunch of this stuff without Congress, especially on foreign policy. But for the most part, he will have to rely on a very narrow Democratic majority in the House and a Senate that is tied in the best case scenario for Democrats if Georgia goes their way. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, we're going to be taking a look at another big political question as we wrap up 2020. What is President Trump going to do when he leaves the White House? We'll talk to you then.